Yo, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of Lifting Coast. Today I'm rolling solo. Um, first time I'm going solo. I know Skips has gone solo a few times in my absence, but Quali, Silverstone, the crown jewel of Formula One, it's always special. There's energy, there's, you know, British motorsport at its finest. You got George, Lewis, um, Alex, um, Lando. I mean, just so much influence when it comes to what Silverstone means for the sport. But um, yeah, sold out weekend, expected to have over 400,000 people across the weekend. Um, in standard, typical English fashion, it was wet today, um, raining. And, you know, rain is the biggest equalizer when it comes to this sport, right? So overall, um, was pretty optimistic for what could happen in quality. So let's kind of jump into it. Um, first, I want to shout out Carlos. Carlos signs, you finally got your first pole position after 150 races. Um, congratulations. It is long overdue. Um, you know, you, you had the best lap today and both Charles and Max were on to, to have an even better laps and they made slight mistakes. So ultimately you got to credit Carlos. Um, it's huge. He needed it. And I think it's a massive confidence booster for him. Will he win the race tomorrow? Now that's something that I don't have that much confidence in, but overall huge result for Carlos. He needed it. Um, and I'm kind of happy to see him get his first pole. So shout out to Carlos. Moving on, I gotta talk about Nicholas Latifi. My guy, <laughs> you know, we give him so much flack for his performance on the track. He did not have the upgrades. His teammate Alex Albon did. And not only did he get into Q2, he got into Q3 starting 10th tomorrow, which is just massive. I mean, huge for Williams, huge for Latifi. We give him a lot of shit on this podcast, but you know what? The guy got into Q3 and you just got to appreciate it. So well done to the Canadian Nicholas Latifi. When it comes to Mercedes, um, I'm disappointed. They they were looking strong throughout practice, looking strong in Q1 and Q2. Lewis especially. I mean, he was putting in times that were, you know, not just good for second, but pretty close to, to P1. So that final lap... Um, it was a little bit disappointing to see them come in at five and eight. Um, I don't think that's what the team was looking for. That's not what they were expecting. I think they're disappointed in the result and so is everyone else because it was not a good result for Mercedes. Um, they should have been up a little bit higher. And I think that um, that that last lap just wasn't wasn't favorable to them. It was wet. There was a lot of aquaplaning uh, going on, but. It was, it was not what I was looking for. So I'm kind of disappointed in the Merck result. Um, I think all of Silverstone is, and most British slash Mercedes fans will be as well. So we'll see what they do tomorrow in the race. I think their race pace is better. Um, I look forward to seeing at least one of them on the podium. So when I look back at my quality predictions and race predictions, they're definitely going to be way off. Um, today was was not what I expected, um, especially with the Mercedes result, with Latifi getting into Q3 and Carlos getting his first pole. So overall, um, you know, tough, tough, 
uh, result for Mercedes. Jumping into Q1, um, you know, the rain was, I would say, probably at its lightest and crazy to see both Haas, both Aston out in Q1. Not good for either of those teams, especially with Aston Martin being like this. You can't get closer to Silverstone than Aston Martin. So I think shitty result for them. Um, not not good. And especially with the rain, like this is with Latifi getting into Q3. It's disappointing to see now one of the Aston drivers or Haas drivers make it out of Q1. So um, terrible result for those two teams. And then, of course, can't not talk about Veltri Bottas, the guy that's known as a consistent qualifier, has now been out-qualified by his teammate in three straight races. Joe, again, you know, Skips and I have been on the pod. We've talked about it so many times. He has come in this season, yes, for a lot of other reasons outside of his performance because of the money that he brings into the sport and to the team. But not only has he been consistent... Not only has he made limited mistakes, he's been strong. And I think now, if you just start to look at these performances, he's outperforming Veltri Bottas, a guy that won multiple Constructors' Championships with one of the best teams, arguably one of the best teams the sport has ever seen. And now, here he is, outperforming Veltri, which is, you know, like, I don't want to sit here and say I'm surprised because it's Veltri, but it's impressive you see a rookie driver beating a guy like Veltri and you can't discredit Joe. So shout out to Joe. It looks terrible for you, Veltri. But I think as I was watching Quali today, I'm actually starting to think that Joe has a very bright future in this sport. If he can continue to improve at the rate that he's improved in not even half a season, I mean, there's endless potential for him. And I think that at some point in time, he's going to take a, a huge step forward and people are going to be like, oh, well, maybe he can be on a championship team one day. Maybe he can contend for a championship. And I just think that anyone who who believes that that can happen is crazy because he has shown so many. He has shown just the way that he continues to get better week in and week out. And of course, how dedicated he is to, to being a champion. So Shout out to Joe. Um, I'm very happy with his his result, and um, he's 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 doing his thing. So huge. As we go down the results, um, I think outside of obviously talking about Haas and Aston, um, another bad result for Daniel Ricardo. He was, you know, not even close to his teammate, and I and I'm starting to, you know, we went through that time at Monaco where there was conflicting reports and comments, what the team was saying, what Danny Rick was saying. And then of course they said, we're going to make it work. But Danny Rick, I think the writing is now on the wall. Like McLaren's got to move on from him. He is, he's bad and he's not even on the same level as Lando. And it's not even close. Like he was brought into that team to help push the team forward, to help push Lando forward. And in reality, he's just being a liability. He's pulling and holding the team back, and um, it's bad. And it's also bad for Danny Rick. I love his char- his charismatic personality. I love him in Formula One, but I don't know if I love him in Formula One racing on a team like McLaren. Um, 
I think that he has been living off his past laurels for way too long. And I just think it'd be crazy if he stays in that McLaren seat. So um, they got to move on. And I'm pretty sure the entire Formula One industry is pretty aware of it. And I don't know how he can, how anyone can be naive enough to think like, oh no, it'll get better. It's not getting better. Danny Rick is not going to ever return to what we saw he was potentially capable with Red Bull. So yeah, um, just another disappointing performance. And when you look at the standings, you know, Lando has 50 points. He's sitting in seventh. Daniel has 15 points. Like there's a huge difference there. And when you look at the Constructors' Championship, sure, they're not going to be in the top three. They are in the top four right now. But when there's money on the line and you look at four, five, and six, you know, you're in between Alpine to Alfa Romeo. You cannot lose to an Alpine or an Alfa Romeo. You want to continue to take steps forward. And the thing is, Lando has shown that they can do that. So if they end up not finishing fourth and they drop to fifth, it's all going to be Danny Rick. And that's who you got to put the blame on. So um, that that's my stance on it. Danny, I know you're working on that show. I think it's time for you to maybe be a personality in the sport because um, I don't know if you belong uh, on the grid. I know there are other drivers that definitely don't belong, but it's looking bad. I mean, where do you go from here? Are you going to be racing for Haas? Are you going to be racing for Williams, Aston? Like, it's the door's closing on Daniel Ricciardo. Um, but anyways, moving forward to tomorrow. We're expecting a beautiful day. No rain. Um, the Mercedes are starting fifth and eighth. I think that Mercedes can fight to get one of their drivers on the podium. Um, I definitely don't think that Carlos is going to win. Um, I think Max is going to be able to make a move pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and ultimately, you know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a Max, Max win tomorrow. Max at number one, Charles at number two, Lewis at number three, Checo at number four. And Carlos signs at number five. Those are my predictions. So, yeah, man, I'm excited for it. And it's uh, it's definitely, as you watch it, like I was talking to, to Skips um, about it, you know, before we even jumped on the other day. And I said, Silverstone is the one circuit that really... In other sports, we talk, I think, if you look at basketball, you look at what the Staples Center was to LA, now it's Crypto.com. You look at Madison Square Garden for the New York Knicks. They're like iconic stadiums, and I'm sure it's the same with football over in Europe. Like, they're just different arenas or stadiums that are so historic. People, People always play up or to a different level there. You know, obviously, in the car, like, you're not going to get... better performance because of a a stadium or crowd. But I think there is a level of um, expectation and pressure and you you feel like you're rising to the occasion. And Silverstone definitely resembles that to me. Um, And then just to look at practice yesterday, practice was, you know, packed. So many people turn up. Um, It just shows you how rich the history of this sport is in England at Silverstone. 
um, and also why six or seven out of the teams are based in that area. So it is special. And I think tomorrow we're going to have an incredible race. It's one of the longest tracks on the, on the entire calendar. It's one of the fastest tracks on the calendar. And um, we've seen so many epic duels over the years. So I'm looking forward to um, a, a duel of, of some sort. I think we're going to see Max and Charles really get at it. Um, and I also think we're going to see the Mercedes come up the midfield. So um, let's let's hope we can get one of them on the podium. I think uh, it's it'll be a shame if there's not a single British driver on the podium. So um, we'll be rooting for for all the Brits that are competing tomorrow. But ultimately, it's going to be an incredible race. Um, I believe Skips will be back with me tomorrow to cover it. Uh, today was solo KB, but. Just want to say thanks to everyone who's tapped in, everyone who continues to tap in and listen to the pod. We appreciate it. We love F1 and we love talking about F1. So shout out to everyone who continues to listen and support us. Um, We're going to just continue to give you as much content and great content at that. So make sure you hit follow if you haven't already. Give us a review on Apple or Spotify um, and definitely share it with a friend. It, It helps a ton and we appreciate it. The more people that we got showing love with Lifting Coast, the better. It just continues to grow. It allows us to do more. So um, we appreciate it. But anyways, we'll see you tomorrow at race day. Silverstone, we're here. Peace. Peace.